we find, especially the likes of this year, if you spray off your stubble too early and you get this long period before you get sown and it stays wet, uh, grass starts to come back and you nearly have to spray it a second time. So we don't like to go too quick spraying off, you know, so um, if we were 100% sure things can change, but we knew where we were putting beans or something, that's where I could put in a cover crop and I'll direct sow beans into that. It's very simple. The dry spell eventually came to an end, but it was probably too late for many crops. Late planted spring barley needed a Goldilocks season to return a reasonable yield, but this didn't happen. The crop raced through the growth stages as predicted, but very dry conditions forced plants to abandon small tillers, resulting in thin crops. To compound this, these crops are shorter than normal, so straw yield will also be low. However, the earlier sown crops may have fared better, especially if the rain fell in the right spot. Have you assessed your crops yet? You're listening to the latest episode of The Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We would really appreciate it if you could listen, follow and give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. I continued my tour around the country to farmers participating in the Enable Conservation Tillage or ECT project to see how they're progressing in the project and how this year's crops are progressing on their farm. Today I visited Garrett Brown's farm near Enniscorty who is farming with his brother Mark. The Browns run a mostly min-till establishment system, but they also utilise strip-till for some crops. I first asked Garrett how his crops are looking at present. Yeah, it's been a very dry time here. Um, spring barley, we have that was sown late in April, even into May, is struggling big time. It's after heading out now, maybe a foot tall. So that's not looking over-promising. Uh, winter wheat crops are good enough. Beans and oil seed rape are... They're all holding their own. Right, and the spring barley, has it thinned out a little bit, the same as every other crop, is it? Or? Oh yeah, spring barley is thinned out, it looks very disappointing. So we're hoping some rain comes now to just hold maybe what's there, and that mightn't get worse. And it's raining a little bit here now, but it needs to rain a good bit more. Okay, you need as much as you can get. Yeah, you need as much as you can get, and it'll help all crops. Like the beans too are, need rain now to hold on to what pods and stuff are on it. And it's getting around in the spring barley, we just noticed out here in front of us here, it's starting to head out here. What's your thinking about the final spray on that, final fungicide? Well, sure, it's, you're going to have to put something on it. You will try to reduce the spend. Um, to, to put nothing on it probably wouldn't be a, you know, it'd be, that wouldn't be a runner. We'll have to go with something on it and it'll be something as cheap as possible just to put something on it. But the potential in the crop is not there. So that will reflect on spraying. Okay. And I see here you're, you're some uh, equipment here in, in the yard. Are you getting ready for harvest, I suppose? That's the next thing on your mind after that? Yeah, well, the next job is to take out the combine there. We don't have winter barley, but if this dry weather stays up, um, corn is going to come in very quick. So, yeah, the combine will be coming out now. It hasn't been, it should be out, but uh, it's the next job on the list. Okay. So well, a long list it is. And so you, have, you, have a, you have your... Your truck and trailer there, that's the, your, yeah. your route and turn at that at the minute? Yeah, that's what's, we're just fixing that at the minute, getting ready for a DOE, and there's always something wrong to have it right for the road, so um, the minute that's done there, we're going at the combine. So you mentioned me there earlier, your, your, your truck with the trailer on it, that's how you transport most of the grain around, is it, or do you, do you use much of a tractor and trailer type job? Um, well, mainly we try to use the, we try to keep tractors and trailers off the road, um, just to the high running costs and how expensive tractors have got. Um, our transport is the lorry. She's uh, 
Scania truck. She's 1998, it's old, but we only use it for her own. And we run a chaser bin with the combines, and as much as the lorry can draw, it will draw. The tractors, when we're cutting in some places, will drop back to the yard here, and then we'll head to wherever it's going with the truck. But right. What we generally try to do is from the combine into the chaser bin, onto the truck, off to the depot. Where it's going then? Yeah. So is what sort of split do you have in terms of what you keep here versus what you deliver uh, straight from the field? Um, well, all the mountain barley, like when that's cut, we try to deliver that straight to the, the depot. They like to get that in. They don't want you tipping it in yards anywhere, really. They want to get it in, dried, and into their store. So um, that's the... All that goes to the, when we're cutting wheat sometimes, it tips in the yard here. And uh, if we feed barley, sometimes we might treat some of it and keep it ourselves. But it goes into the shed here. So um, mainly um, wheat, we'd be tipping wheat here at home and we'd load that and head on wherever it's going then into you, the truck. Have you a dryer set up here? No, you? no, no. Some of the feed barley we just treat with um, prop corn. Okay. And we might store some of that. And uh, some oats here we keep at home and we keep some beans as well. Okay, okay. I, I see your big tractor is rigged up to your um, big cultivator there. you uh, getting ready for that as well, just for, for coming in straight after harvest, or is it for a different job? Yeah, if, see, the, the sun ran into May, so it was very late. It was on the tractor. We're doing a bit of maintenance work on the grubber. There's just a few bushes to be replaced. And uh, so that's, that's um, just more been done. More maintenance there now. And the minute... It's done, that tractor goes on the chaser bin, and uh, so we'll be pulling that out as well to check her over now, but that's, that's, okay. it's all maintenance at the minute, you know. When thinking about your harvest, you're obviously in a min-till system here, um, so thinking about the harvest, your, your mind quickly goes to the next crop then afterwards. Yeah. What way or what's your view in terms of cover crops within the system that you're in? Do you, are you an advocate for them? Do you put them in? Yeah, I'd say in certain situations, cover crops are good. Um, we're, you see, come the end of August, we'll be getting ready to sow winter oilseed. And so with cover crops, we have to be very careful nowadays with um, brassicas in them. Um, so if we were sowing a cover crop, uh, we're in the acre scheme and we have to sow some, we'd be putting in a phacelia and maybe something like buckwheat if we can get sown early, something like that into the mix. But we'd be trying to keep definitely brassicas out totally and as keep legumes out. To a minimum, we do sow beans too. So it's just, I think it's better. But cover crops are brilliant for land. Like they do work. But I think we have to be very careful when you have a rotation like ours with dial seed and beans. We're just mindful of not having those That's in a problem. mix. Yeah. Okay. And for all your, because you have a good bit of spring barley in the system in yeah. terms of good for the modern yeah. contracts yeah. that you have. Are you trying to put in cover crops into all of that ground to have a bit of cover over the winter or is it just if you manage to get it done, you get it done? If we manage to get it done, we kind of get it done. We, we, we'd be disking it anyway, and you're going to get a certain amount of natural vegetation grown, so that's okay. a help. And uh, But we wouldn't be going to cover all that with cover crops. Um, we cover some now due to the acres, and if if the situation was there, we could do a bit, but it's not something we just do. like. Um, so it wouldn't all definitely be done, no. Okay. And then in terms of the, the the cover crops that are actually there, how do you deal with those in the springtime? Do you burn them off early? Do you leave them late? What, what's what's your process? Some of the fields where I did saw phacelia, just for talk's sake, 
I will be trying to go in with beans after, okay? And in that situation, we've a Missouri strip-till drill, which I saw the beans with. It'll actually go into the, we could spray off the facelia and sow into it the next day. The Missouri will work through that and uh, it'll just wither away then over time. Okay. And uh, that works well. Otherwise, you will be, if there was spring barley going in, you'd, you'd try have it fairly, you'd have it sprayed definitely a fortnight before, like okay. three weeks. We find, especially the likes of this year, mm -hmm. if you spray off your stubble too early and you get this long period before you get sown and it stays wet, uh, grass starts to come back and you nearly have to spray it a second time. So we don't like to go too quick spraying off, okay. you know. So, um, but where we, if, if we were 100% sure things can change, but we knew where we were putting beans or something, that's where I could put in a cover crop and I'll direct sow beans into that. It's very simple. And a quick word, uh, Garrett, a final word around, um, I suppose a big reason why you're part of the ECT project is because of the resistant wild oats you have in your yeah. farm. How are you coping with them? Are you, are you, do you think you're fairly well on top of them or is it a constant battle or? Well, it's always a constant battle. We're definitely more on top of it than we were. And since we've got our wild oats tested here and we're, we, we now know what kills them and doesn't kill them. So that's a big help. And we're going to, uh, be able to stay on top of it now, I think, going forward. Cause we have a few other patches outside our, the fields that's in the project so um yeah we're we're happy enough with it now but i can see it down the road even around county wexford here i think it's a bigger problem than maybe we think than some you know think and this this project is after highlighting it in a lot of different areas so going back on reflection were you um perhaps maybe blaming the spray or the spray technique for having some wild oats still in the field where you where you you treated them previously yeah you're always thinking was it the weather was it the chemical was there something else but we've kind of learned now that if you spray a field and you're driving up and you're seeing wild oats left over in it i've been trying to say there's a 90 percent possibility there after developing resistancy and whereas before, it's on your mind, what did I do wrong? But um, that's what's looking like to us now. That's at that stage, as you say, you really need to know what is resistant to. Yeah, yeah. And the fields we have, like we see there is a mix, a mixed uh, population in them. So like we were spraying Axial and he's taken out a certain amount. But um, these patches were left are resistant. Okay. Gary, look, look uh, very best of luck in the harvest. I hope it's um, it's going to turn out better than you're thinking. Certainly, in some of the crops, yeah. are not overly hopeful, but yeah. hopefully, it'll it'll turn out that a little bit better. It's it's starting to rain a little bit heavier here now, so. Well, hopefully, it's uh, the one thing that we hope doesn't happen is the weather breaks for the harvest. Like that would be just a icing on the cake to in a bad way. But um, just hopefully that won't happen. If we get a a week of rain now, it'll rectify things enough. But spring barley is going to be disappointing I think anyway but look we'll see what will happen okay thanks again and delighted to be down your farm thank thanks. you thanks William. so that's it this week and my thanks to Garrett for joining me on the show over the next few weeks you will hear some of the researchers at the Chagas Open Day in Oak Park about their work and key messages from the industry so finally don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague and as always rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode and for more information go to chagas.ie 
I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more Tillage news and advice.